0: Hello and welcome to the October episode of Getting By. I'm Cody Coday. I'm here with Alex Cook and our special guest, Kayla Kent. Hey, good to be here.
1: And we're from PAVES, a nonprofit in Denver serving the bisexual and pansexual communities.
0: Paves stands for the Polysexual Alliance for Visibility, Education and Support. Today we're going to be talking about coming out. Kayla is going to share her coming out story with us, and we're going to talk about coming out for bisexuals in general.
1: National Coming Out Day, or NCOD as the kids call it, <laughs> is an annual LGBTQ Awareness Day observed on October 11th. Founded in the U.S. in 1988, the initial idea was grounded in feminist and gay liberation spirit of And
2: the personal being political.
1: Yeah.
2: Making a statement just by coming out as who you are. Yeah, just by existing.
1: The emphasis on the most basic form of activism being coming out to family, friends, colleagues, and living life as an openly queer person.
0: So, since so many people, uh, about 30% of the population, don't think that there's any in-between in sexuality. They think everybody is either gay or straight, and they literally don't think bisexuals exist. Coming out can make a huge difference. It can also make a huge difference with challenging stereotypes and misconceptions. And it really helps for people to know someone who's bi. It, it makes them less hateful to be able to put a person with that label. I know one of the big um, controversies is can poly people come out as poly on coming out day?
1: Or, or who can come out in general? Because I've seen uh people say that like it's for gay and lesbian people and that's it but obviously like coming out can be for anyone that's in the lgbtq community and i think like coming out as poly is a perfectly acceptable thing as well because it's still something that like like referencing like the most the basic most basic form of activism is being out to friends families colleagues etc like The polyamorous community also needs that as well. So
2: I think it's um, the idea that it's a radical idea just to exist and uh, existing either as a sexual minority or uh, as a non-monogamous person. You're challenging those ideas of heteronormativity uh, just by being out there. So while
0: we encourage um, bi-plus people to be out whenever they can because it is so helpful to our community, there's also a few situations in which you can't be out or you can only be partially out.
2: There's a lot of situations where it might not be safe to your person to come out and uh, we never want to encourage negative pressure that you're not doing it right or you're not standing up for your sexuality if you are closeted. It's uh, perfectly okay to be coming out completely on your terms. Uh, and never to feel forced into it. Coming out day is a celebration of the act, but it's not like, you know, this is your time where you have to do it by midnight on October 11th.
0: Yeah, coming out the rest of the year is perfectly awesome as well. So if you don't feel safe at home or you're reliant on your parents and they might be not okay with it, coming out might be a thing to hold off on.
1: If you're living with people, your living situation whether it be with parents or not, uh, and they wouldn't be okay with you being out, that's probably not a good idea either. Uh, if you require like shelter, food, money, etc. from any individual or group of individuals and they would withhold that for you coming out, then that's probably not a safe idea.
2: I do know a lot of people who are out in different degrees and in different spaces, and that can be a really liberating thing. Even if you are in a dangerous situation of where you live, I have a lot of friends who I interact with online, and um, people who have come out as trans, you know, are living as their gender online. It's very liber- liberating that all of us address them as their true gender, their name, and that's a um, even just that little taste of it can be. You know, they I've had some people come out. In chats I'm included in and they're just very excited to have that one little piece so there's all different uh, levels of coming out even as an adult I, I don't volunteer that information I'm not 100% out in my workplace or um, in certain places where it would cause more conflict than good but then at the same time I do feel especially after being involved with PAVES that I do want to participate in that radical act of being out and not and, you know, talking about it and challenging some of those ideas that are keeping it dangerous for people to be out as much as they want to be.
0: It's really important to be able to be yourself with at least some people. And I, th- there's so many people who can't be out at work or who can't be out to all their friends and having a piece of community, even if you only go to a community event once a month, but you have a place where you can be out and proud is a really big deal. I like to be obnoxiously bi and kind of be kind of all up in people's faces about it like I'm bi and that's part of my form of activism is I'm openly bi and I try and educate people when they have questions and misconceptions and I part of why I do that is for people who can't be out and have to be in the closet Mm -hmm. so it makes it a little bit easier when they come out so maybe someone I came out to has a bi friend now and isn't so hateful
2: and I think that's especially relevant for me as a bi woman in a cis passing relationship my partner is gender queer but you know walking down the street we're not going to get hate crimed and that's something that but at the same time I am erased if I'm walking down the street with my partner they're like you know there's nothing radical about that act and people will automatically code me as heterosexual and so if you are and in a um, different gender relationship you come out every day every time you mention your sexuality and you have to you know sort of keep reminding people it's not just this you know you get to do it once and then you're done you have to continue to keep that up
1: yeah i think that's the most difficult part about coming out as bi is it's not just once with a lot of other things you come out once to most people and that's that's about it but As someone that's bi, you have to come out over and over and over again because people, a lot of people just cannot grasp the concept of non-monosexual identities.
0: Yeah, they either can't grasp it or they're convinced that bisexuality is a phase or that it's a road to gay. And a theme of the coming out stories that we've been hearing throughout the week is that they have more than one coming out. It not just one big thing and you're done and that can be really hard and taxing and that's another reason why it's so important to have community to back you up because you come out once with the bi community all you have to do is come to an event and you're com- you've come out
2: that can get erased so quickly in people's minds even in previous lgbt organizations i've been a member of after being sort of the bi board member for a year i was introduced as an ally by another board member and unfortunately, blew up at my board member in front of the new, you know, enlistee. So that didn't, that person didn't come to any more meetings. But yeah, it's just you know, I was in a in a cis passing relationship, and it just didn't really occur to them. I would have been angry too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that that makes me super angry.
1: Well, and especially with it being an LGBT organization, you would you would think that they would know that and know how to handle that and not call you an ally which is just like so infuriating i've been here with you fighting this stuff as well like and it's for me it's super frustrating that people don't understand non-monosexual sexualities
2: it did put me in the it put me in the awkward position of yelling i'm not an ally like behind this like flag uh, this like rainbow flag <laughs> like no let's not i i'm not not an ally you suck <laughs> you suck you suck goodbye (laughs) right
0: (laughs) so i think that's a good introduction to coming out and i think we can jump right into kayla sharing her story so we want to start out with there's a few phases to coming out and i think the first is almost always coming out to yourself that can be the hardest step especially if you're raised in a super religious or conservative places where all things lgbt are bad and sick and wrong so what was it like coming out to yourself and at what age did that happen
2: i came from an interest interesting spot where i was acting on my bisexuality long 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 before i actually came out to myself as bi um i came from a sort of you know so like mainly white suburban, um, upbringing in, but in the, you know, a a blue area. So, uh, and I I feel like I was one of the last generations, thankfully that had this happen where everyone was open-minded enough in theory, but it just wasn't on the radar. There were a handful of queer kids in my school and they were so visible and special that they, it, it kind of became their whole identity. It took over everything they were. So it was really like, Oh, yeah, those kids knew they were gay. Like, they are committing to that one hard. Bisexuality just was not on the radar at all. And um, one thing that was on the radar was one thing that was really normalized in my social circle was a lot, a lot, a lot of physical affection. And we're teenagers. It's, you know, very normal. But especially between the girls, we were, um, you know, always holding hands, sitting on each other's laps, um, even kissing or, you know, just a lot of touching and a lot of being really close and, you know, sharing beds at sleepovers. So it was almost like that was an outlet that made me not have to think about it or consider that that was an orientation. It was just so normalized that I assume that's, you know, just how it is when you're a teenager. And so it wasn't really a time of internal struggle, but I look back and kind of wish that, you know, if I were, if I were that age right now, I would have considered my own sexuality a lot sooner. So it wasn't until much later um, after college when I was still having the same, same urges, still thinking about um, people other than men in that way. And I was like, well, this is a crush. This isn't just like, oh my gosh, I want to be her friend. It's like, I want to be her friend and kiss her a lot. And I no longer have the teenage hormones to blame it on. So around that time uh, is when I started coming out to myself and saying, oh, I'm bisexual. Mm. And at that point, it was kind of just noted because I was in a in a monogamous relationship with uh, with a guy. And we were very we were three years in. We were going to get engaged. And I was like, well, that was too late. I wish I had noticed that in college or some other time when I could have actually explored that side of myself. But I guess here we are.
0: So do you think your experiences in high school led you to not like explore anything in college? Because a lot of times that's a very exploratory phase sexually.
2: Yeah, I think the one time I actually, it came up in my mind to experiment in college was when I was uh, not in my normal socials at, at my university. Um, I actually had very, very few female friends or contact with really any women <laughs> I was kind of uh, one of the guys playing video games suing uh, those are things I was interested in and I didn't interact with a lot of women until I went to Russia for a study abroad program and then um, at that point we had some girls from a women's college and they were sort of my first female friends in a long time and they're very gender uh, activists and sexuality activists and they would talk about it a lot but just with the Americans in the dorms we weren't you know going out and getting drunk in bars in Russia and making out not a good idea so it wasn't that's why my coming out really did get delayed in high school I could be really free with my sexuality in college it just didn't come up and then afterward is when I figured out oh these like thoughts are still here this part of me is still here
0: was there any person or event that made you realize while you were in that three-year relationship like oh I am still bi I still have these feelings they're still going
2: strong even though I'm in this relationship Uh, this is where my other coming out story comes into the picture. I am also polyamorous. And one thing, uh, one, one way I realized that I was polyamorous and not just, you know, in the wrong relationship or, you know, still looking for the one was I had a female friend who was very, very open and she liked to, she liked to show a lot of affection and she liked to kiss her friends. And she wanted to kiss me. And I'm like, this is fantastic. I would love to kiss you. And we carried on like that for a while. And uh, my partner was very offended. And I was shocked because I said, well, clearly, why would you be worried about this if you knew I wasn't going to leave you? Why does this connection matter? He says, because you're my girlfriend. You are supposed to be with me. It makes me sad when we do this. And of course, like I don't think that that was a totally awesome behavior on my part to just completely assume that my partner had no problem with this, but I was like, well, why can't I make myself jealous in my brain or like notice that that you would think that would be a really obvious thing to someone in a long monogamous relationship that I shouldn't be physically intimate with other people. So then that was, you know, noticing how much I enjoyed being with her and then how much I didn't get why it was a problem really took me onto a road of examining my own sexuality and my own uh, relationship style and so then I had a whole second round of doubt and guilt because oh well if I come out as bi and then I also you know come out as polyamorous then I'm one of those bi girls that can't commit and gives bi women can't be monogamous because they have to always have both in their life and I don't want to be that stereotype but and then I didn't want to come out as polyamorous because I didn't want to say oh all polyamorous people have to be bisexual so it was like I'm entering these two new identities and my being in both of them is sort of a negative stereotype.
0: Yeah, I think those stereotypes like that, they hurt both by people who are monogamous and do want to have monogamous relationships, but also bisexuals who feel guilty and don't want to make uh, it worse and they don't want to reinforce that stereotype and have people think poorly of them. I also think it's really common for people who are just like polyamorous as their orientation, like it's just a part of them to not understand why you can't be affectionate with other people outside your relationship. Cause I had some of those problems too, where a partner would get jealous and I'd be like, wait, but why, why can't I do that? I don't get it. And then they'd flip it around and be like, well, would you like it if I did that? I'd be like, that'd be cool. I'd be fine (laughs) with that. So definitely understandable. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
1: I, I definitely had a similar thing like that.
0: I felt especially bad as, like, leadership of the bi community for a while. Being like, well, I'm, I, I'm considered, like, a bad bisexual. Like, reinforcing these roles. Should I even be in a leadership position? But then I realized... Then I saw the diversity of the bi community. And a lot of us are polyamorous. And there's plenty who are mono- monogamous, too. But it doesn't seem... It seems to be hurting me more on a personal level to be like, oh, I can't be this way, than to be hurting others to be out and honest with myself and honest about being polyamorous and bi.
2: Mm-hmm. It's funny, looking back of the timelines of coming out, I mentioned that I was sort of bummed looking back that it took me so long to, um, you know, notice my own bisexuality. But if I had to pick one identity that I wish I had come out as a lot sooner, I wish I, as a teenager... I had come out as polyamorous or known that was a thing because I think a lot of, a lot more harm was done in my life by being, you know, in these do or die incredibly intense monogamous romantic relationships from the time I was 16 steadily, you know, to now. And it was really, I think that caused a lot more strife in my life. And, um, I'm, I'm really, really encouraged when I see Um, In online spaces, uh, teenagers coming out as poly. I'm like, yes, yes, be free, my
0: children. (laughs) Yeah, realizing it a lot younger prevents you from being in monogamous relationships that you can't deal with but feel like you have to. Like You You feel like you have to be in this relationship and you have to be monogamous because that's how life is and being really confused as to why it just keeps not working for you.
1: And feeling like you're broken for not finding the one and being okay with just the one person.
0: So what was coming out to your family?
2: Like, were they supportive or did they have a hard time grasping it? It was a pretty funny experience. And the most, the most distinct coming out moment I tried to even have was with my mom. And uh, I said, like, you know, mom, I, we, we were having some kind of conversation. And she said, you know, like, yeah, everyone in our family is straight or some, you know, whatever context it was. And I said, well, mom, I am bisexual. And she goes, no, you're not. And I was like, well, I sure do kiss a lot of girls for being straight. My mom says, no, 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 no. Everyone wants to kiss girls. Girls are just beautiful and sexy. That's why. And I sort of (laughs) take that moment. Well, mom, um, I've got a book for you to read. Maybe you (laughs) could uh, take a look. It's a really pretty flag. (laughs) You might be interested. So it's kind of, you know, I didn't really get pushback so much as erasure. And, um, I've been, um, like I said, I'm in a, a cis passing relationship and, you know, I think my parents are just completely unconcerned with the idea that one of their kids might be queer. My, I came out to, you know, mentioned it to my dad and I think he was just very much a dad about it. Like, la la la, I don't want to think about your sex life in any capacity. And, you know, he, I think it would be a different situation, will be a different situation. Um, if I bring home a girlfriend is the one thing like... They can be, you know, kind of ignoring it until there's a person standing there saying, hello, this <laughs> this uh, sexual identity is a real thing and not to be overlooked. And that's one thing I sort of promised to myself is not to hide, be worried about people finding out in any respect. Like I am not fully out, not really fully out in my life um, for different reasons for, you know, my parents and my, my sister are the only people in my family that I feel like I really like want to know for sure that I, it's important to me that they know that's a part of my identity. My, my great grandma, you know, it, it, that one can kind of not be like, I'm not going to sit down my great grandma and talk to her about it. Um, but you know, sometimes I think maybe I should, yeah, I don't want to hide anything. And if I, um, get serious in one of my, uh, with, uh, with my other partners of different gender, of, uh, same genders, then I, want to be able to bring them to events to my birthday party and have that be okay. And that's coming over like several hurdles of coming out over and over again as bi and as polyamorous coming out as poly to my family was scarier and has been scarier in that, um, especially I'm very, very about to get married in a couple of weeks here. And I was afraid that coming out to my family would make them, think my marriage you know disrespect my marriage discount it or think it's in trouble before it starts and I take my marriage very very seriously and I'm very excited about it and have no doubts about it my polyamorous identity isn't crashing into that and that's more conversations and ones that I'm you know very much planning on having and so then my bisexuality conversations will probably roll into that. It's somewhat
0: common for people to come out, um, and have the reaction be, whoa, I don't want to know about your sex life, <laughs> which, it's interesting, doesn't happen as often for gay and lesbian people to come out, when they come out, it's because bisexuality is so associated with sex that people are like, I don't want to hear about it because you must be talking about sex. That's a really good point. So do you whoa. think your dad would have reacted differently if you
2: came out as, like, a lesbian? What's funny is my dad actually um, took my sister and I, you know, like had this like little mini serious conversation with us when we were younger saying, uh, you know, if you girls ever like, you know, want to come out to us, if if you guys are lesbians, that's okay, we'll still love you. You said as lesbians, that was it. And it really was, you know, it's really funny. I hadn't really thought about me saying I'm bi isn't saying like, yeah, I could love a boy and a girl. It's saying like, I... Like, I like to sleep with girls, dad, and he's like, la 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 la, you know, it's mm-hmm. instantly way more sexualized.
1: When You're assumed straight from the time that you're born in most society, but it's also the same thing. It's not put in this context of, like, you having sex with a bunch of people of different gender, and the it's just so weird how uh, bisexuality is so sexualized like that, how immediately when you say that you're a bisexual it's automatically assumed that it's like you're talking about having sex mm-hmm. which it doesn't have to be which is so weird. I don't understand why why that is. I mean, I kind of do, but either way.
0: I'll share my coming out story more later, but when I came out to my parents, they came to the conclusion that I was a sex addict and uh, were really worried about that. Um, which I just ignored basically because I had nothing to say about that. Like if, uh, (laughs) oh, that was just a ridiculous response and they would have been, they're really, really religious and very conservative. They would have been upset if I came out as lesbian too, but I don't think that their response would have been. Oh, you're a sex addict. It's like, Just because right. bisexuality is so sexualized... That... You want to have twice as much sex. Yeah. <laughs> That's what that means. <laughs> yeah, and any sex before marriage is bad in their book, so, you know, twice as much is just really bad. <laughs> Extra hell. <laughs> <laughs> Double hell.
2: So, what was coming out to your friends like? Um, I was pretty quick to come out as bi with friends. Um, I liked normalizing it and by the time I did come out to myself it was a lot more normalized in society. Not a very controversial thing to say that uh, you're not you know like just um, cisgendered heterosexual very clean cut like that. So I have I think coming out to my friends the only downside is um, just that feeling of erasure and sometimes feeling like I need to keep reminding them Uh, sort of keep performing it or bringing it up or uh, you know if we're talking about uh, celebrity crushes or whatever, then I'll always make sure to throw out, like, twice as many women as I do guys just to highlight, you know, getting married, not straight. I think coming out as polyamorous to my friends is a lot harder. There, there are some circles where I um, I have a lot of community. I'm really lucky to have that and where it's just, like, totally not a big deal and I can mention um, my other partners um, with, like, no problem. But it it does, you know, on my, on my Facebook, I'm married, to to my partner and I'm it's just like you know automatically erased in what you present to the world and that's one thing I am trying to always keep in mind of is there's a degree of couple privilege that is helpful and that I am taking advantage of and should you know I'm starting to think about how to challenge that or dismantle that um, but there are a lot of things like it'll be nice when I buy a house <laughs> it'll be <laughs> Nice, like when I am you know, going to work and I bring my husband to my events um, through that, it would be, you know, I, I want to take more steps in my life to be more radical with how I present my life and not automatically assume that it's going to be my husband going to a public event with me, um, bringing other partners and sort of exposing more people to that part of myself, especially friends who I don't even think have a problem with it. They're just very new to it. And you know, stop. I need to let go of some of that fear that by admitting and presenting my other partners that I am somehow disrespecting my marriage. I got, you know, I'm getting married for very, for you know, I think very good reasons. It wasn't, it wasn't because I thought I had to. My my partner and I were polyamorous from the start. It wasn't just you know the relationship escalator of you know get together, get engaged, move in, have uh, get married, have babies. I want to do all those things. I'm choosing to get married because I'm choosing to make someone my family forever and that is the way that we chose to express that commitment, but it's not the only way and I want to start living my life in ways that really do challenge that idea as well and stop being worried about protecting the marriage over and the idea and like how that presents to the world.
0: What advice do you have for people who want to
2: come out as bisexual? Or bi-plus. Mm-hmm. Um, do it. And uh, do it even if, and especially if you're in a different gender relationship or um, a cis, you know, cis-passing relationship. Um, people need to, I think people are increasingly okay with, and I'm just looking at, you know, comparing things now, if I was talking to a teenager, me, in 2017 versus in, uh, you know, 2003, but... Come out and own that identity. Um, even if you are monogamous and in a different gender relationship, you are still bisexual. And it's good to remind people of that because it does get kind of wiped out of existence. And it makes it, I think, coming out as bi and staying out uh, makes it a safer space for people with even more marginalized identity or differently margin- marginalized identities. The more, the less, you know the less homogenous society is, the safer it is for people who are different. And so embrace what you've got that makes you different.
0: I think that's great advice. So this Wednesday, October 11th, we'll be releasing a set of videos where people in the community and some a little bit farther away are coming together with Paves to share their coming out stories. And we hope that it'll help inspire some of you to come out and give others who have already come out some support because a lot of these stories end up looking similar and we have a lot of the same struggles or similar struggles that I'm sure you can relate to. Um, We'll also be releasing a photo series that will have uh, text with it of the coming out stories as well.
1: You can find us online at pavesnonprofit.com or paves.ngo.
0: And we're on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook at Paves Nonprofit. Um, That's about all we have for you today on Coming Out. And thank you, Kayla, for joining us. Sure thing. It was really fun.
1: This has been Getting By.
0: Bye! Bye! -bye.